0: Momentum Podcast, Podcast. helping you develop a partner network that enables ministry to happen. Right, so it's actually recording. Welcome to the Momentum Podcast, Episode 10. I'm Daryl Parsons, still recording by myself while Naomi is on mat leave, but I've got another guest from the YFC Canada National Office. Steve Claussen has been with YFC for almost 30 years, and uh, I love having these conversations with staff who have such longevity in ministry. If uh, you're especially if you're new getting started with partner development. I hope it's encouraging to hear from our staff members who have been around for such a long time and been successful in their partner development. Now, Steve has had a number of roles with uh, Youth for Christ Winnipeg and uh, now with the national team. But one of the things that you'll uh, hear as we have this conversation is his passion for prayer and uh, the way that he has integrated prayer into his ministry partner development. I really want to thank you for taking the time to have this conversation. Oh, glad to. Yeah, and um, actually, uh, I, I should make note of this because it may actually co- um, it may actually come through as people are listening. We're actually outdoors, which is a first for me. I've never tried doing a podcast recording outdoors. Okay. <laughs> and we're at Honeymoon Bay Lodge and Retreat. Yes, we are. Uh, which uh, is. Um, which is a really ideal kind of location in a lot of ways for us to have this conversation Mm. um, because we are going to talk a little bit about the subject of prayer uh, and partner development Mm -hmm. and one of the things I, 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 you know, loved here just as we're getting set up was, I, you know, I'm hitting the record button and you're just saying, let's pause for a second and pray, right? So I'm like, you know, this is clearly something that's pretty seriously integrated into your uh, into your uh, identity, right? Uh, who you are. And uh, you've been, I mean, you've been with Use for Christ for a long time. Yeah, almost 29 um, years. Almost 29 years at this point, and uh, and and that that uh, speaks volumes, right? In terms of um, longevity, uh, and and uh, you've been um, is it fair to say you've been successful with your partner development over those 29 years? Well, I in the beginning there were some <laughs> glitches
1: that I'm going to talk about, but uh, I just praise God for yeah. His faithfulness. Um, you know, in so many ways, and the incredible lessons that I've been able to learn through the whole, yeah, uh, all of the ministry
0: partner development components, like it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, very grateful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I can say that when I hear your name in reference to kind of like you know uh, partner development, like you know your account is is one that that is you know healthy, right? It stays. You stay in a positive balance, mm. and and so so you know that. Uh, um, says something about obviously, you know, your approach and strategy and, um, and Lord's provision, right. As you're, uh, you know, 29 years in, right. Mm. Um, and, and, and there was a very specific reason sort of why I wanted to have this conversation because, uh, we've talked in the past in, in, in previous podcasts, we have talked about the subject of prayer, mm. but, uh, you know, it's, it's something that we, we probably can keep coming back to because, uh, yeah different, you know, because it's important, but also different people bring, um, uh, you know, bring different perspectives. Yeah, for sure. And, and as I've heard you talk in the past about your specific strategy hmm. uh, and approach to prayer, uh, y- like it's intentional, uh, significantly intentional. Hmm. And I uh, thought maybe that'd be, you know, helpful for, for us to, to talk about, to hear you unpack it a little bit sure. and, and talk about... Um, you know and talk about uh how maybe you do it so that other people might be able to glean some wisdom and how they could apply hmm. um, and you, so you mentioned starting out maybe uh, twenty nine years ago uh, weren't you didn 't do everything perfect but oh, for uh, sure not. Uh, so, so can give us a, can you give us a little bit of a of, of an example of how uh you know how you how you've learned uh, some of that prayer uh, integration over the years from that experience yeah definitely i mean
1: uh, again, sort of as, as you touched on yesterday when we were discussing this a little bit, depending on, on who you are and how you're wired and your age and kind of you know, the surroundings you have, even with family or church or or other interactions, you may see this differently. You may approach it differently. And so, um, you know, to, to bring in your own personal... Um, Components and perspective and ideas into into these thoughts or ideas that God has taught me about. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be adjusted. It can be tailored, right? Right. And I mean, I'm also open to say this for just from the beginning. Like, if anybody wants to talk about this stuff further with me at any point, feel free. Yep. Reach out. I'm uh, I'm very open and interested in having those conversations to mm-hmm. provide more details if necessary or whatever. Yep. Um, but when I first started, uh, you know, one of the things that I I did was I just followed some, what I thought was regular missionary-type practice, and that was um, inviting people to partner with you. You you invite them to partner in prayer. You also invite them to partner financially. Mm-hmm. And the way that you typically connect with those people on an ongoing basis is through uh, an update letter or a ministry report of right. some kind. Yeah. And, I mean, these days some people do that with... Uh, with um, uh, blogs yeah. or you know different ways, Social right? media,
0: right. Letters, emails, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And so you know, back then that was sort of the understanding mm-hmm. was that I would have people partnering in ministry with me, and I would send them regular updates. And mm-hmm. when I started, it was monthly. Yep. So I'd send them monthly updates, and just sort of in those updates, I would mention, well, if you could please pray about this, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but not always. The, the thing that really struck me at one point was I'm not really, I, I don't really know if people have actually committed to praying. Um, I'm assuming right. that if people are receiving my ministry updates, that they're actually going to pray. And I, yeah. it really struck me at one point that that wasn't necessarily a good assumption to have. Okay. And then the challenge came, I think it was two years into, uh, into YFC, and um, I got to a point where my My surplus, my deputation account, was looking like it was going to go below zero. Yeah. And it was very disturbing. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, a huge challenge. And I know a lot of people wrestle with that and go through that kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, I, I, I uh, I can't afford not to have
0: a salary. Right, and that's the practical reality you're dealing with, right? If I don't raise, if I don't keep my account in a positive balance, I'm Mm -hmm. going to be short-checked or... Right. Right, okay. And I had mortgage to pay, I had car to pay for back then, you know,
1: car loan, that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so it was just, you know, it struck me. Yeah. And God's timing is so often amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I happened to be, around that time, I happened to participate in a conference... And there was a speaker who actually was talking about... He was a pastor, oral youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, a church youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about uh, prayer. And he mm-hmm. was talking about prayer partners. Sure. And he, he laid out this strategy. And I just... I was convicted. I, I thought, you know what? Like, I need to be more intentional about actually inviting people to be part of a prayer team. Mm-hmm. And so he gave sort of the framework for that. And then I went home and I... Um, you know, gave some more prayer and thought into it, and I I created a structure that I've actually lived out since then. And there's so many benefits from it. And maybe if we have time, we can go into a little bit of that, sure. or if it slips out along the way, great. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 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 idea was to invite people to partner with you in prayer, to be a prayer partner, right. to make a commitment to pray, mm-hmm. and some of the specifics that I brought into the the whole strategy was that I thought, you know, if I invite people to pray one day, um, that could be more confusing. And so I I thought, well, I'll ask them to commit to one date each month. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So the 13th or the 25th or whatever it is, right? Yep. And when I first started, I gave people the option to say, choose a date that you prefer. Yep. And then as, uh, so I had this template open calendar, so dates 1 to 31. Yep. And then I would... Invite people and say, if you're willing to uh, commit to praying one date each month, mm-hmm. choose a date, right? And I'll mark you on my calendar. And then, as each date got a person or a couple on it, then I started, uh, you know, the second people I could let them choose, but I didn't want to have, you know, four people praying on one date and only one oh, yeah, on yeah, another, yeah. Right? right? Yeah. So, uh, so trying to balance it out that way. Yeah. And. The strategy for me to approach that was, and I had learned this through asking people for financial support, um, that first of all, I'm going to contact people, uh, to contact the people who I know are prayer warriors, right? who are passionate about prayer, okay. and who have already told me they're praying. Great right? place to
0: start, sure, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's an easier connection to make with somebody like that. Yeah. And so my first conversations were with mostly these these uh, older women who were prayer warriors. Mm-hmm. And so I shared with them the idea and asked if they were willing to commit to that. And the majority of them said yes. Right. And so my commitment then was every... And this, this can be adjusted. This can be changed. What I found most effective, um, just how I operate, I guess, is that every month I create a prayer calendar. Mm-hmm. And the prayer calendar is... Um, date-specific mm-hmm. and and uh, event-specific Yeah, uh, in a lot of situations. So actually right now, while we're out here at uh, Honeymoon Bay, mm-hmm. there are people praying for our time here yep. as a national team and there are people praying for my family, specifically while I'm away. And uh, you just hear the wind blowing yeah. hopefully it's not going to be <laughs> a, We'll find out when we get into either. post-production. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so... Um, you know, having that that commitment um, and and making that calendar actually putting it together yeah. uh, specifically with with personal items, with ministry items, and always including actual youth to pray specifically for. Mm-hmm. And um, and the other thing I do as well is each month I include. So I do two sided so the calendar's on the front and yep. on the back I, I put praise items yep. and so I look at the, when I do that I look at the previous month Right. and I see how God has answered the prayers of the previous month and then I put those on the prayer item praise items on the back of the calendar Yeah. so it's an encouragement for our prayer partners right? Now. and you're physically mailing that out every month I actually over the years because when I started yep. uh, 29 years ago yep. there was no email well yeah um,
0: <laughs> I didn't want to point that out but okay <laughs> I'm an old guy you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, so, actually, the transition. Yeah. Uh, I now the older generation. I give them the option and say, would you prefer to continue to receive a paper copy, a hard copy? Yep. Or an email copy? Yeah. And so, I have about 140-ish yep. partners now. Yeah. And I'm only I'm only mailing out uh,
0: close to 40 of those. Yeah. Everybody else is receiving them by email. Right. But that still see this is the thing, right? Is that still says to me, right? This is a commitment that you've made. Um th- that it yeah, it takes work. and what I'm I'm guessing is is part of this is um, rooted in how strongly you believe in the priority of prayer, right, the place of prayer and and also that you su- su- you see this uh, prayer ministry as mm. part of your job. Mm. right? That it's not this is not an add-on for you, right? Mm. This, this I get the sense this is like really part of your job definitely yeah
1: and a big part of that is sort of lived out in in the the response or the uh, the way that i'm able to actually encourage and minister to partners through this idea Mm -hmm. and so what i committed to in right from the beginning was if you're willing to pray for me on the eighth of each month yeah i will commit to praying for you on that date as well right and so it also creates a great opportunity to interact with your partners. Yeah. Some more. It gives you an excuse to uh, to email or text or phone them up or talk to them in church and say, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm praying for you tomorrow or I'm praying for you this week. Do you have any specific prayer requests? Um, hmm. Things that I can be in prayer for you about. Yeah. And um, you know, you you build that that way. You're ministering to your partners. Yeah. You're strengthening your relationship. And one of the byproducts which as i mentioned to you the other day is is you're not the motivation for this is not for god to provide more finances but the reality is that as people invest themselves more and more deeply in prayer the chances of them being financial partners grows and i saw that i saw that lived out right as i had people when i started this uh, prayer team there were people who were giving periodically, you know, maybe three, four times a year, right? And then I invited some of them to be a part of the prayer team, and they became very involved. They, I know they started praying very intentionally. I started praying for them. Mm-hmm. And early on, mm-hmm. uh, I still remember, early on in my prayer calendars, I actually included the financial need that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was—I was actually fairly specific about it to say, you know what, I need to increase my support by twenty percent or mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Yeah. And I actually had prayer partners praying for that. Yeah. And a lot of those people who were giving sporadically throughout the year, they end of, it eventually, started giving monthly, hmm. which was also amazing.
0: Hmm. Um, part of it too is—is is, is, you said something about this when we were chatting, uh, I think yesterday. Hmm. That you really uh, you really believe, uh, convicted, I would say, of, of the fact that prayer support is actually more crucial than financial support. Yes how did you how did you develop that conviction? Hmm.
1: I know just from my own life, I just I've, I've experienced this like there's no way i' I've, ex- I've experienced the Holy Spirit in my life at work. I've experienced um, God guiding and directing me in so many different ways over the years mm-hmm. there's I believe there's no way all that stuff would have happened if it wasn't for these people interceding on my behalf right and and coming alongside uh, with that intentional prayer mm-hmm. uh, and even you know the life change that happens in young people um, yeah it's just it's very it's very evident that God is at work God is involved God's guidance and direction is pretty clear um, God's provision you know is just amazing um, you know the, the ongoing ways that God provides vision God provides uh, you know affirmation of calling mm-hmm. uh, so many different ways mm-hmm. um, that, that the prayer of God's people uh, is is very critical yeah the other thing that, for me, that just really has resonated over the last number of years, connected to Ephesians four, mm-hmm. is uh, it's pretty clear to me that that God is God's kingdom um, is most furthered and God is most glorified when uh, more and more people can participate in God's kingdom work. Yeah. So, for me, that's a motivation too to be inviting people, even if they can't give financially. If they can only pray, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, pray, yeah. Right, that's the tension we all feel with this, right? right. Yeah, but but they're participating mm-hmm. in the work of God's kingdom, and as a result, they will be encouraged in their faith and in their walk with God. Mm-hmm. As a result, the kingdom work of God will be increased. Yeah, and so one of the encouragements that I have for you know people that are starting ministry partner development actually is if you invite people with the with the motivation to invite them to join you first to be prayer partners Mm -hmm. and then have the financial invitation as a secondary. Mm -hmm. I don't know. For me, that just seems... Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and the underlying... Principle there is the intention, right? Is we right. we don't want to be using this as a backdoor kind of bait and switch type of you know approach to raising support, right? Mm. We're not trying to trick somebody into becoming a supporter by making right. them a prayer partner. Right. Um, so so what I what I kind of got you know in terms of some underlying uh, you know principles to, to your approach might be for somebody starting out would be mm. is is getting. A commitment, being intentional like about getting a commitment for somebody to be praying for you on a specific date, mm-hmm. and you're committing to praying for them on that specific date as well. Yeah. Um, any anything else that you would say in terms of in the intentional aspect of this? I think
1: it's just, you know, it, it's the ongoing challenge of providing them with with the prayer. I call it a prayer calendar. Some people. Prefer to put, um, you know, specific maybe just prayer requests yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I do the calendar just because I, you know, going by the dates and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but that that is an ongoing struggle or challenge or it's a discipline, right? Um, yeah. Whether you're whether you're putting together updates and or a prayer calendar, like mm-hmm. it's it's a regular discipline. It does take time. You have to schedule it in to your to your week to your month right uh when you're going to make that work and so that's just part of the strategy
0: part of the the structure that that has to be a part of it yeah it's a tough one i i mean we hear that you know from people and we've all experienced it to some extent is Mm. how do i fit all this into my schedule right Right? but but again i come back to that sense that i get when i talk to somebody like yourself that that strong sense of conviction Mm. right there's just it's a non-negotiable, right? Right, right? Because you're convinced that mm-hmm. prayer is that important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so, so yeah, the um, yeah, so the, so so the um, so the communication aspect: picking a date, uh, mm-hmm. getting people to pray, you're praying for them, and then the intentional communicating of. I like the way you talked about the specific, right? It's not a generalized prayer calendar with vague "please pray for," right? right. You're you're into specifics that are related to where you are and what you're doing in in ministry, if, especially mm-hmm. if you're doing something on a specific date. Yeah, those kinds of things. Yep. Um, and and um, and and I like the idea that you can probably flex that a lot into in in terms of a format, right? Uh, sure. You can make it a calendar. You could. I, I'm sure people that are a lot more creative than me could come up with some good ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Steve, I, I appreciate your time, and, and I, uh, I just I thank you for um, for taking a few minutes uh, and, and and just just sharing that. Um, uh, particularly again uh, and I, I don't know how well it carries through sometimes in a in a in a podcast yeah um, but in in conversation you know the passion right the 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 the, the passion of it comes through mm. uh, for, for from uh, from you uh, when when uh, when you start talking about prayer and and how you've integrated prayer in your partner development it 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 um, it really, it really, you, you know, I can tell like the way you lean into it (laughs) and, uh, and, and that's, I would hope that somehow, you know, this would encourage other people as well when they're listening, right. Is, is, is to lean into this, right. And say, Mm. um, you know, uh, like I, what I don't want in a conversation like this is to be like guilting people into right. a sense right that oh right. you know because we all we all have enough of that right I think we all probably have this low level sort of guilt right that mm. we operate with I, I don't pray enough and mm. you know and, and uh, I need to rely on God right and then yeah. we go out and we just get so so busy mm so busy in ministry hmm. and that's the other thing I would say too um, maybe as an observation because I've seen your ministry uh, at different points um, over the years is, is is that like as much as you would have invested um, percentage a substantial percentage of your time in this in, in developing your prayer uh, ministry and, and mm-hmm. focusing on people you you were Get stuff done too <laughs> right <laughs> like uh... you were running uh you know significant ministry uh as well so yeah. uh, it does not doesn't mean that we stop everything else and and uh, and just uh you know don't have time to do other things maybe maybe you would say in some ways it, it's it made a lot of that a lot more possible
1: yeah definitely it so often prayer is work yeah right yeah and um, you know, one of the things that you know I just mentioned, I learned uh, not, that, not that long ago there was a guy named uh, Donald Whitney I believe, who wrote a book called uh, Praying the Bible. Mm-hmm. And so I don't always get responses from my ministry partners on specific prayer requests, even if I invite them. okay um, So when I, I struggled with, okay well, how do I pray effectively for them mm-hmm? And when I was introduced to this uh, Donald Whitney uh, idea in this book, and he offers uh, some email messages with a video and that kind of thing, so it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started praying Scripture, and uh, so for the last well a year and a half, probably, mm-hmm. I've actually been praying the Psalms over my ministry partners and their families. Okay. And what that does for me is it just provides me with a very powerful resource. Mm-hmm. Um, That I believe, like I just sense the Holy Spirit being at work powerfully through scripture as Mm -hmm. I I pray it over those partners. Mm. And so rather than trying to formulate my own prayers all the time for people who aren't actually sharing specific prayer requests with me. Yeah. I'm able to use God's word as an incredible resource to pray over people. That's That's been wonderful.
0: That's a great, uh, that's a great practical tip. I like that because I think. Uh, Yeah, I've struggled with that. How do I pray for somebody when I don't have a specific request? Right. Very cool. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Love it.
1: Thanks so much for the opportunity. I uh, really appreciate the interaction with you and uh, having the
0: privilege to participate. Thanks so much. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Hmm. And if you'd like to get more practical information, feel free to send us a note and we can connect you with some of those resources that Steve was talking about or other ideas for supporting your ministry. Momentum at yfccanada.org.